TJ Dillashaw is still a beast and the champion, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside of the cage. You don't get hit as often. It's nice. There's a lot of benefits. You know, maybe not quite as, as good on the health scale, but whatever. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? Not bad. Uh, I watched the fights yesterday. They were good. Very happy to see some of the outcomes, but um, man, Henan Barrow, that was rough. That was rough to watch for him. Yeah, but uh, you got to be excited for, uh, I mean, first of all, round four is always nice <laughs> the championship rounds. TKO, I'm just, TJ Dillashaw looked fantastic and durable. Absolutely. Like, that's what he looked like yes. to me, he just looked durable. So, I think impressed. he was firmly in Barrow's head because Barrow came out with everything he had in that first round and was like, I need to put this guy away. And he expanded so much energy that Dillashaw was like, bro, are we are we sparring or are we just kind of like going 50 50? Because between that third and fourth round, when they were transitioning and they're about to start that fourth round, he looks over at him and he's smiling like, yeah, dude, we're still doing this. This is awesome, right? Yeah, let's go. Guys, we get to fight for another 10 minutes. This is amazing. He's pretty it? sick. Oh, so my God. Championship Browns, am I right? <laughs> Way beats the construction site. Let's go. Okay, 10 more. Come yeah. on, Hennon. Yeah. Uh, I. You can see Hennon is struggling, too. Just it looks like, and you can tell me your perception. Just when he's fighting him, he, he has lost that wild arrogance he had, and that was a great thing for Hennon. He just he looks like he can't quite figure out how TJ works speed-wise, which is a compliment. Potentially. I think he's, again, I think it's part being in the head and part uh, TJ having a really good strategy for him. So those two things are, are huge, but I would agree. I think he's lost a step and it's tough, especially when you're in that category where people are fast. And when he struggles to make that weight all the time, they keep you know talking it about you it. You know it's a weight thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess I'm interested in it. But yesterday on the post-fight uh, analysis show with Daniel Cormier, uh, Cormier in true hyperbolic fashion was just kind of like, I don't know if this guy's got anything left. I don't know if he should be fighting anymore. And was well, like, it's like a crazy. well, I Jesus Christ. I mean, people would have said that about you, DC, but you came back. So I don't know. Maybe he should try 145. Some fighters need those 10 pounds. Yes, I would definitely agree to that. It's just, I know you and Aldo are teammates, so just don't, whatever. He's got a, it's not going to be an issue either way at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our girl Misha Tate gets uh, another win. She's going to, she's making a, I loved her call out, by the way. I don't know that we ever spoke about it when she called out. Uh, she said she'd fight at 140 against Cyborg. Yeah, she's been saying that for a while. That's that's really cool of her. I think the most interesting thing about Misha winning a title shot off of this, which, again, nobody knew. I guess they just decided. They're like, oh, these two are pretty high ranked. We should maybe give them a title shot. I don't know. Let's think about it. Because they only announced it Friday. So yeah. they did it during the telecast yesterday. They say, oh, and they just decided it's going to be a title eliminator match. And I go, What? Why? Why wouldn't that just be mentioned beforehand? What the fuck? So it made me think maybe uh, Rhonda gave a call to Dana and was telling him, hey, um, yeah, I want to do another movie. So can we kind of speed this thing up? Because I got stuff to do. 
do. I've got two movies in the loaded in the Piper. Uh, I've got another Fast and Fury. the Furious. <laughs> no big deal. Wet Hot American Summer also has me in like one of the episodes. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just like, this is what's happening. So anyway, I, I think it's a, a thing where it just happened randomly. And I will say the nice part about Misha fighting yesterday is at first, the first minute, she looked a little uneased and a little out of her element but as she really kind of went more into the match she was implementing a really cool strategy very aggressive very cool to the point where i don't know if you saw but when the ref stood her up when she had back mount what did you think about that um i don't remember i was pretty drunk about the details of the fight <laughs> I was really Jesus. wasted at this point uh we were having a friend celebration I definitely remember oh. the fights. I remember watching the last two and the TJ deck out. I, the details are gone. That's why I'm having mm. a hazy day. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Major. If you were major to hangover. put how many uh, uh, drinks you had in ounces, what would that number come out to? Um, I would think north of 25. Oh, God. We're talking like wine. <laughs> Jesus, it's going. Uh, I know. I know. I love it. I love that you are you are wonderfully using being. Let's just Yes, man. I do remember Kevin saying he was gonna have uh in his words a rager. Yeah. I booked mm. it out. We were ready. Yeah. Like a responsible adult would. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> Yep. So how we do it. I guess as the person who saw the fights, she enacted a good strategy. She gets up and then so basically toward the end of the fight, she gets kind of a back take. When she gets the back take, she's working for it. She's almost kind of kicking her almost in the head, but more so on the body. And uh, I think it was Eve Levine who saw enough of it and was like, all right, stand back up for I think maybe the last 40 seconds. But it's really weird because Kev, just imagine a jiu-jitsu tournament. Somebody – doing touchies on you and then saying, hey, um, yeah, this Jeez. back mount, uh, you've been stalling here for too long. Get, get yeah, back I'd up. Be pissed. If I had the back and someone stopped me, be like, what? <laughs> I was about to finish this, you dick. I, I would be very pissed. It's like, you can't stop that. Uh, so anyway, uh, the thing that made it even better, though, and I don't know that you would recall this, but uh, this is the reason why I need to bring it up. The ref, Yves Levine, then make sure that the fighters both go to their corners. But Misha saw blood and just went directly at her. And Eve grabs Misha like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. No, no. Not yet. Not yet. Gentle. She gets recovery time too. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of weird. But, uh, I mean, it didn't change anything. Misha still ended up winning the fight. Looked very good. Maybe not Ronda fighting good, but good. But getting there. I hope so. I don't know. I mean, she gave her the best challenge she's had so far. And I don't know. It it, it always raises a question. But still, I think Rhonda's in that awesome. That really rare category of how the fuck do you beat her? No lie. Edson Barbosa won via decision. Joe Lozon wins via TKO. And Joe Lozon versus Takenori Gomi was one of those fights that was like, have I watched this fight in each of the last three decades, I had to check myself. No. Uh, that was definitely the booze talking to you. That was one of the best uh, fighters 
examples of, oh, well, I'm done here. Okay, I'm going to walk off before Herb Dean could even call the fight. He just goes, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm good here. I'm done. He felt him go a little limp and uh, went out to celebrate. And this is my favorite part. When Lazan looked back, even though he had called the fight himself, looked at Herb Dean like, do I need to go back there and finish this? And then Herb Dean waved his arms and called the fight off. So uh, if you guys would like to see a meme of that, we have put it up on our Verbal Tap Instagram. I think it says everything it needs to. But Kev, uh, I know you kind of glossed over the Barboza fight, but that was a fantastic fight. I would highly encourage you to go see that. Yep. It was really good. I hadn't heard much about it. No, I missed. I came. I got home just after that fight. Just after the second two. Cool. Lawler. Tom Lawler wins via TKO. Oof. This is a... Yeah, it was. Oof. 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 It's a good hit. Here. Good hit. We are. We're gonna put an APV out for uh, for Tom Lawler because that was that was awesome to see. So I think I really enjoyed after it. Rumors it. He definitely. Um, I mean, I would. It was it was pretty it was dirty and he was I mean it was that kind of thing where he was saying now that he's getting to the point where he's not so young anymore so he wants to make a good run at two oh five and let him awesome good why not him. I was gonna say uh, Jim Miller wins via decision it's a pretty good fight is okay yeah Ben Saunders is back remember that name yes why do you remember that name tough seventeen. <laughs> No. Uh, you remember him as being the guy who completed, I believe, the first Omoplata in the UFC. Okay. Let's assume it's <laughs> Tough 17. Brian Never. Caraway wins. Brian Caraway wins via it, decision. Yes. The, the team that – the couple that gets stitched in the back together stays together. So he and Misha actually cornered each other, which I, I don't know. Maybe I should ask you this. Let's say you and I are on a card yeah. fighting, which will never happen. But – you know, I guess I'd have you in my corner. I don't really have – I mean sure. I have options. But I guess out of just, you know, formality, I would say, Kevin, you can be in my corner. Just don't give me any advice. Yes. Just be there. But uh, imagine we're both fighting and then we both agree to corner each other when we fight that night. So that was the kind of arrangement that Misha and Brian Calroy had. And it made me think, what if one of them got injured though? No lie. Like, what that if one of them huge... had to go to the hospital? I'm sure they have a plan B. I would like to think for that. It's, you know, I'm MMA sure they did too, somebody's... but I couldn't help but think like, all right, Kev, um, you're going to corner me for my fight after I corner yours right now. Yeah, right. I totally got it. Okay, great. Raph, I'm so sorry my face is broken. I totally can't corner you right now, but I good luck. Go. Okay, bye. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Or even worse, not even that you got injured, just that you got hungry and that yeah, you no, went no. over and you're like, I got a hot dog. I'm sorry. I'll buzz. I'm in. human. I'm human. I do love it. was just a commercial hot dog. Really good. James Cross <laughs> wins. Andrew yes. Holbrook. Mm-hmm. That name looks good. Uh, Elizabeth Phillips. Our pal Jessamine Duke wins via decision. Um, you know, maybe my namesake. I'm just saying. Phillips. Maybe that's what's coming. No. Well, that's not what it is. Justin is just a good fighter. And also not tough 17 alum Zach Cummings. Um, wait. He is. Oh, God. It's so confusing then. Yeah. Wow. You just say it. Zach you don't on. think about it. Zach was definitely tough 17. 
all right. Well, that was uh, the the card from yesterday. Good fights. I'm excited for the upcoming one. We'll preview UFC 190 a little bit later in the podcast. But we have some pressing issues to talk about here, Kev. Did yeah. you see Dana White lose his fucking brain this what week? I just love that he gets a little drunk and hits on uh, Twitter and goes and just, uh, you know, he was he was feeling feisty. Lots of comments right, for those about of you working at McDonald's. Lots of like just <laughs> for insulting those of you people who that were not. upset about the stage. Yeah read about uh any of this uh basically what happened is dana white got really really angry after stitch uh the guy who is known as the cutman in the ufc they have several of them but he's one of the most popular guys been there forever basically said cutman don't get any sponsorship money so you know kind of a fact and Dana didn't take too well to it, so the UFC ended up firing him. Now, that's fine. This sort of thing happens in business all the time. Is it the smartest thing in the world to bring up the fact that you're going to then insult your new sponsor? I don't know, but Stitch was not getting sponsored, period. So, okay, let's start there. The next part of this equation is Dana White goes on Twitter and holds a Q&A for fans. And Kev, what do you think people wanted to talk about on that Q&A? Stitch. <laughs> no, oh, you got... You know, definitely. Kind of yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a very good guess. You, you hit that one right on the head. And Dana White does the most troll-like responses to people in true Dana form, just saying the equivalent... It became like Donald Trump insults. Like, Went pretty yeah, crazy. well, you're fucking ugly. Yeah. Well, look at that profile picture. You fatty, fat, Dana White, mer. I don't like you. Fuck you. Mer. Yeah, mind your own business, buddy. You're weird. Your profile pic. That was essentially what he was doing. I think you could almost make an equation that's like Dana White says, colon, dummy, colon, you're stupid, insert adjective, plus noun equals dana white insult he does if mostly I was still just... use pretty um i guess what's high schoolish insults well, yeah. for someone that could afford a comedy writer i'm just saying you should think about that <laughs> we'll wrap my wife referred to them as uh he was responding like a 16 year old girl who just got burned in a relationship yeah. and i said that's pretty good babe uh and i will add one last thing which is yesterday at the ufc on fox he had a post presser with Karen Bryant, and when they asked him about the Stitch situation, he said Stitch is never coming back, and that Stitch had already gotten a job with the World Series of Fighting, which I'm sure probably paid a little bit of a role in that response, if you would. But Dana was so pissy about it that he was saying, you know, Stitch has never been my friend. He's an idiot, you know, these guys, they're bums, and he said I didn't have the balls to con fight him, or I didn't have the balls to cut him, but other people in this business do that for me in my offices. I don't even do that. I don't even know those guys, but we've never been friends, which signaled something to me, Kevin. I don't know if it signaled something to you. I'm just so confused why he's doing it. I just don't understand. <laughs> Who cares? Why are you talking about it? Like, why are you talking about that you two were never friends? Like, just he was an employee and now you're done. Like, come on, Dana. I mean, honestly, if Dana had said the following. Hey, you know how business works. Unfortunately, it came down to a business decision. I'd probably be, well, it's true. 
a lot of bad business things happens. We don't see what happens behind the doors. And maybe Dana's right. Maybe he doesn't handle that part of the business. But when he goes on and he goes, let me tell you something about this guy. He's never been my fucking friend, okay? It made me think there might be something a little bit deeper to the story. Didn't it make you think that? Like they, uh, there was some sort of snubbing or a girl that Dana was trying to find, like stitch, kind of <laughs> like that type of. I don't know about that, <laughs> but it made me think that we need to do some more discovering, and we, we did some more research here on the show, Kev. Oh, really? We have something mm-hmm. we can maybe play for the fans to give them some insight. Yes, and I know that no other podcast has this except for us, but we have the exclusive voicemails that Dana White left Stitch on his phone What? after Stitch made the comments about Reebok. Oh, well, that's amazing. Can we, how do we play these? Can I get, I want to hear what Dana had to say. All right, let's go and do that. Hey, Stitch, you know, it's Dana. Uh, you know, give me a call whenever you get this. It's no big deal. It's just, uh, it's about that Reebok thing, man. And it really kind of bummed me out what you said. So, you know, fucking call me. I mean, you know, call me whatever you can. Okay, thanks. What the fuck? Did you just screen my call? Are you seriously screening me? Dana motherfucking white? Call me back, okay? I, I know I told you to call me back, but fuck you, don't even call me back. I don't even need to talk to you, okay? I don't even want to look at your face. I'm going to totally fire you tomorrow. And then I'm going to go on like a Q&A thing where I'm going to like make fun of fans, so fuck them too. Call me back if you get this. Hey, Stitch, okay, I know we got off to like a weird thing and like, I'm, you know, this Reebok thing's really messing me up and it's like... It's just like, I really, I still want to like be with you, you know? It's like, <sighs> call me back whenever you get this, okay? Sage message, Saturday. <laughs> okay, I was telling Connor McGregor, I was like, Connor, Stitch is totally the guy. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I just miss you, man. Like, I don't know why, like, I could get you a sponsorship. I know for the guys at Reebok, just, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> Shit, now I'm just doing lines from fucking uh, that half-baked one. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, okay. Sage message, Saturday. Why are you trying to destroy me? Now people fucking hate me. Just call me back. Okay. No, but seriously, fuck you. Okay? I'm going to go on TV and I'm going to say, like, totally fuck you. And what's World Series of Fighting? What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, okay. Whatever. We can't pay you at the UFC. You think they're gonna fucking pay you? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, fucking buddy. Alright, you're a dummy. I'm Dana White. Raph, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I'm about to go through some surgery on the podcast. Not on the podcast, literally, but I will be going through some surgery. I thought we should talk about it. Because, in the meantime, you think this might be time for me to do some Jits Grips conversion? Is this that time? No. No? I don't think you need it. I think what you need to do is you really need to embrace that your leg is done forever. Oh, and perfect. if you just give up on jiu-jitsu, that's probably your best bet. 
Okay. Well, this was easy uh, and went in a different place. Yep. Can we talk to our guest now? Because maybe he'll be more encouraging. Is that, is that I hope he is not, but we can bring him on. And if you guys have been watching me any time, I guess, over the past month and change, you've seen that I have a JIT script. You've seen that I've done a 30-day challenge. And uh, throughout that entire time, we have been uh, very fortunate to have a good friend of the podcast that we are so excited to now bring onto it, the owner and creator of JIT scripts, our good friend, Eric Heath. How are you doing, Eric? I am doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on here. Eric, do and, you uh, want to apologize to me up front about making Raph's game better? Because uh, I have to train with him next. I'll accept that apology. I, just, I presume that's why you were coming on the podcast this evening. It, it was it was the main the main force driving me to come <laughs> on was, was to apologize. Appreciate that. It was, <laughs> he's a class act over at jitscripts.com. Uh, tell us about this product for people that do not know or have not been following Raph's incessant Spurlock challenge throwing down the jit scripts yeah so uh, essentially it's, it's a very simple product it's uh, designed to help not only build your grip strength your grip endurance and your grip accuracy but it also allows you to practice technique without a partner and it does this by um the product's made of two real gi sleeves just like you would grab on uh, a partner's gi and it comes with a resistance band, so you can practice things like your spider guard, your leg lasso. You can uh, tie it around poles and do throws. Uh, hundreds of things that you can do with it. So you're able to work your technique and, and, like I said, your grips. Or if you're a more advanced person that does a lot of strength and conditioning, which most of the top-level guys are doing today in the sport, you can take the sleeve pieces uh, to the gym and attach them in place of the bars and do all your uh, strength and conditioning training but get a more sport-specific uh, dimension added to it with the sleeve pieces. So that's kind of uh, where the product's coming from. You're going to see people walking I mean, their dog with them too soon. It's like <laughs> jiu-jitsu guys <laughs> driving their car. It's like, uh, if I get so to the skis. <laughs> while watching other people use them, cool though, pictures. Eric, and you do, you really do, but when I saw other people start to use them, there was this weird moment where I thought, do I have to take this to a gym? Because I don't. So, no, I'm not going to put this on a weight or anything. And the one day where I was really, really dead set on, all right, I'm going to put a kettlebell on this thing. They didn't have it at my school. And I go, oh, you guys don't have the, the kettlebell today? Oh, yes, I guess. Well, guess I can't. wasn't meant to be. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> can't fight fate. All right. Later. Yes, it definitely wasn't, wasn't in the cards. Well, and I no, like but... this, though. I like the idea. Raph. Can you give me an idea um, just in terms of – because part of the selling point is obviously you're getting some exercises in, but it does increase that grip. It's really focused strength. What do you think after 30 days? I am curious. We haven't talked about this yet. Uh, no, Kevin and I have not talked about this. And mostly uh, the conversation that happened with Kevin was I was like, Kev, I got something that I think is going to help my game. And he was like, really? And I go, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. But I know that I'm going to use it and I'm just going to kind of figure it out as I go. And every day was kind of a weird challenge because you look at this thing and for a guy who doesn't go to a gym, I'm looking at it with the approach of what the shit am I doing? Like, I don't do these things. So it, it really started to test a, a certain kind of creativity. But I did love the idea that very, very slowly but surely, Eric, and I'm not kidding you. 
I had people who were slowly saying things like, how'd you do that? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, why are you doing the lasso grip? You don't do that. You don't play lasso. And I go, I, I don't know. I just started do. They're like, it's that goddamn grip, isn't it? And I go, it is. <laughs> I'm really sorry. And one day, I, but it was also a double-edged sword because if somebody broke my grip, which it happens, uh, somebody was like, the first thing I'd hear is, oh, that jits grip isn't working, Raf. And I was like, you sons of mother. <laughs> it is working fine. It's working fine. I'm just, just trying, guys. <laughs> so, you know, Eric and I, I do appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk a little, little bit about my journey in a second. I did notice a lot of gains um, in doing it. How did you end up creating this? Like, I don't know that a lot of people are thinking of this because most of the time they take the Marcelo Garcia to get better at jiu-jitsu, do jiu-jitsu approach. Right, right, which which Marcelo Garcia is arguably the, the greatest of all time, certainly one of my top guys to watch. But I think that any time you use the the absolute best at anything is an example of like what everyone should do. It's, it's, it typically doesn't produce a lot of good results. And I make a lot of jokes about uh, people that say that. And just, I mean, they're not Marcelo. That's the easiest thing that for people that say that. I mean, like, sorry guys, you're not Marcelo Garcia. I'm not Marcelo Garcia. The rest of us are probably going to have to incorporate other, other things into our training to get even close to that level. If, if that's our goal. But, uh, and that kind of ties into how I created it. I had a no-gi background. Uh, I wrestled for a very long time, worked with a lot of MMA guys, and you know, all the way through college I wrestled. So when I met uh, Samuel Braga a few years ago to start gi training, it was extremely humbling. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know who Samuel Braga is, he's, I think, a total six-time world champion, a few times uh, at the white belt level. He invented the Barambolo, his... Barambolo game, his De La Hiva, his spider guard, uh, it, that whole game from him is just on a different level than what you see technically. And the thing that I noticed from myself when I started trying to play that game was that my grips, they were the, the weakest link in everything. My technique, I felt like I could move my body fine, but I couldn't get my grip and I couldn't maintain the grips. And with someone like Samuel Braga and the guys that he's training, it was just unacceptable, and I was just getting destroyed by people, I felt like, because of the grip. So uh, at the time, and, and still currently, I have a, a product development background and had a business where I was essentially taking new products and ideas to the market. So I had a good idea of how to source things, how, to, how manufacturing works, um, how to legally protect things, patents, and things like that. So I was like, you know what, I'll make a couple pairs, and and to try it out because I wanted a way to train my grip. I guess I should go to that part too. I was traveling a ton for work, so I wasn't able to attend class as much as I wanted to. Yeah, been there. So, which, I mean, we all have for certain reasons. And that's another thing where people are just saying, well, why don't you just train jujitsu? You know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes life gets in the way and you can't. Yeah. And that was the case for me. So, uh, had some ideas of what I wanted, and it was a pretty simple thing, and I, I searched around. It didn't exist, so as I said, I had a background in in the product development, so made a few, and people saw it and really liked it, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, I'll make a small batch, 50 or 100, and pretty sure I can sell those. It wouldn't be hard to, to at least get my investment back on it, whether it works or not, and almost immediately, 
when I produced them, I sold out of them. And keep in mind, I'm here in Tennessee, so it's not exactly what you think of a jujitsu hotspot. So, uh, you know, just kept growing from there. No, I, I, no. What I, I, was like, I was trying to think of what it is a hotspot for. I was like, yeah, outside of bootlegging. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not much. just that, but I mean, it's it's country music. So And other know. types of music, like some blues, some good blues. That was fun. Yeah, all you have to do is get two for you to use one, and, and you're done, dude. <laughs> yeah, so when when it was selling in Tennessee, especially eastern Tennessee, where it is the moonshine trade is the hot uh, commodity for selling, um, I had <laughs> a good that. feeling about it. And, and the guys at the gym were uh, starting to notice my gains when I wasn't at class and I was coming back and I was still hanging or even improving on certain areas. And it just grew from there. Super organic. Um, you know, I. I had a small base of very loyal customers that you know I'm grateful for to this day because they continue to help spread the word. Um, I mean, we the whole company was bootstrapped. There was no investors in it. It just grew from the ground up, and that's how it's continuing to grow. And I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Badass. And at what point were you like, okay? time to focus in and and really turn this out from like uh because it sounds like you almost started it almost not a hobby but like a, oh, i'll sell 50 see what happens do you think immediately yeah, when... <laughs> to the response or did it take a few more months before you were like okay we're there um i knew i felt like i knew at least immediately that it was going to be a big idea but there was just and and it didn't really it was almost like one day it sort of snuck up on me like holy shit like this is a legit business you know it started as just something i was going to do for fun or maybe a part-time thing but just one day you, you wake up and realize like this is legit and when i realized it was i was spending like five and six hours a day just packaging products or, or mailing out stuff mailing out orders and that's kind of when it hit close to home with me or i was getting you know, 50 emails from people asking questions about it or a bunch of comments on a social media thing and stuff like that. And the, another big, like, wow kind of thing, because I'm still a huge jiu-jitsu geek and fanboy when it comes to some things. But I met Kurt Osiander at uh, the 2014 World Championships and showed him the product. And he was all about it, thought it was cool. And he featured it on his Move of the Week, which... If you haven't watched Move of the Week, definitely watch it because it's great stuff. From uh, welcome the... to Jiu-Jitsu, first of all. <laughs> second of all. Yeah, but his stuff's great. And his style of teaching is great. and I love his tips on the fundamentals. But he featured, he featured Jiu-Jitsu grips on there um, just after talking to him. And you know, it's one of the things he said he was going to do it at the World Championships, but it's like, yeah, whatever. Like That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, like... So when, when it happened, I was like getting blown up by people who saw it and I'm like, holy shit, like that was uh that was another kind of like, wow, this is really happening. Very cool. Okay. So yeah, like most things you you have one of those moments with someone you really respect. That's a nice uh that's a good clickback story. I like it. Eric's got all this stuff lined up, Raph. I'm starting to think these jit scripts are here to stay. And I'm big fan of the website. Um Pretty much, and I'm going to give you a little stuff, though. I'll look like the guy on the front of the website, right, if I use this? That'll <laughs> it'll be that type of I, physique? I, I can't really say, but yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you'd be the person to ask. 
Uh, and if you want to know what I'm talking about, head over to jitsgrips.com and it'll make a lot of sense very quickly, I think. And Kevin, now I just always need to sometimes. <laughs> Kevin always sometimes has this problem of thinking this podcast is audio visual in which it is only audio. So, Every day yes, friends, please, please look it up yourselves because and if you're driving in a car, he apologizes. Yeah, anyway. don't. If you're driving uh, in a car, go to where you're going safely. <laughs> Do it in the car if you have good signal. Um, or the concept of the radio one. is still brand new to Kev. We're we're still working him through it. You know, Eric, you mentioned that you were wrestling for a long time. Is that what got you into jiu-jitsu? Was it one of those things that you were you were kind of like, oh man, uh, I want to keep this going competitively? Because I saw a photo of you uh, that you put up for like a Throwback Thursday, and beforehand I was like, man, I would love to train with Eric. And then I saw the wrestling photo with you, and I was like, yeah, he doesn't look like any jokes, so I am not going to ask to roll with him. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I think uh, I, I was doing martial arts before I even wrestled, so I was big into Taekwondo and did even a lot of judo. So I think wrestling, that connected me because during the off-season of the wrestling, I sort of got back into martial arts again by working with some MMA guys that wanted to work on their takedowns and Obviously, those guys were doing jujitsu as well, and this dates me a little bit. But like guys now that are jujitsu black belt at that time were white belt, and maybe a blue belt. So you know we're we're all working together, and you know I thought jujitsu was cool. But at that time, you know I could just still smash them with just wrestling. And then you know, flash forward a couple of years when I haven't been training in the gi, or you know I meet back up with them or see what they're accomplishing. It just it, it just I guess the wrestling, in a way, got me into jiu-jitsu because I was seeing people who were doing it, and I kind of kept a loose contact with them and followed what they were doing and accomplishing, and I just wanted to get back into it. And I, I always loved grappling arts more than striking arts. just suited my personality more and my guess, physical skill set more than uh, than others. But, yeah, Especially I mean, I, if I've you never were doing wrestling it. and judo. Like, and those were your two dabbles. It's like, oh, God, you were meant to be doing jujitsu. It's like the one that bridges that Yeah, gap. it was a nice transition. There's definitely some some bad habits that, you know, still work to, to break from wrestling. But I, I think it's probably easier to break those bad habits than to start from scratch and try to develop that base, you know, from something else. One of these yeah, days but I'll I'd break a bad habit. Say... Yeah, yeah, but I'd venture to say that you'd carry in probably more good habits from those two particular disciplines, especially if you say the following words to a jujitero, which would be, hey, you guys want to stand up? <laughs> yes, it helps you sure? a lot We, like we don't have to do this one on the knees. Yeah, it's okay. We, we, we don't have to do this one on the knees. Why don't we just stand up and see what happens? And you're on the ground. Because I noticed yeah, that is a, a, a huge complaint in this this community. But that does sound good that it, it helps you. It gets you to that point. And now, you know, is Jit Scripts kind of like uh, you mentioned? I can't get a good feeling if this is now your full time thing or are you still doing something else on the side on, on top of it? Yeah, so Jit Scripts has been for, for over a year now. Um, it's been in existence for about two years, but for the last year, it's been 100% what I'm working on. And in fact, it grew to the point to where I was spending entire days just packing and shipping uh, products. And I, Raph, I know you know this, but uh, I partnered with Gameness Sports to help with the order fulfillment and warehousing and distribution. 
So I've been able to, in the past maybe six or six months or so, I guess this has been in place. Um, I've been able to sort of step out of the order fulfillment and packing and warehousing and sewing and all that stuff into a role of more of continuing to grow the the big picture stuff. So I'm I'm obviously super stoked about that and and have had a ton of fun uh, getting to go to more tournaments, more promotions, engage with more people. Uh, do more social media posts, all that stuff, uh, and and also look at the product roadmap of what's next. You know, what accessories do we do we come up with next? Does the design need tweaking? Stuff like that. It's stuff like this. You know, being able to meet with you at the World Championship Strap and and uh, setting up the, the 30 day challenge, doing this podcast, like all that stuff. Right now, if, if nothing had changed, I would be sewing right now, or I'd be like packing bubble mailers and, and getting ready to ship them out on Monday. So. It was a good, uh, good change. I mean, I too look back at that day as the day your business changed when you met me. But geez, please, please play to, it down. It's guys. Too nice. I was to trying do. to ease into that. Basically, everything changed the day I met Raph. Oh my god! Yeah, no, thank you. It's definitely the moment in any romantic <laughs> comedy that uh, everything changes, guys. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, I want to talk about that, but I do want to harp on this last thing, which is you said that there are potential modifications or additions to it. Did I hear that right? Or is that kind of in development? Um, it, it's, yeah, and it, it's nothing top secret. Anything that, uh, that I change with the product, it's a straight result of what people tell me. Like I, I don't, and I've made the mistake through most of my life of assuming I have super good ideas like to start with. And it turns out that normally I don't. So I listen to what people say. And uh, so from the past couple of years of having JIT scripts on the market, oh, well, see, when it first came out, it didn't come with the bar straps. And we got the feedback that people wanted to attach it to stuff that didn't have uh, hooks on it. So we became bar straps. So now uh, probably the biggest uh, request from people is different band options, you know, heavier resistant bands or fabric coated bands that they can practice uh, more judo throws on. And things like that. So that's that's obviously up up and coming. It's not far from being out there. The second thing cup is holders. a training DVD. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just grips cup holders. Or <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm saying, you know, you're working out. You want to work out your grip. Why not also have a tasty beverage? <laughs> that could be. You might have something. Just throwing out ideas. I thought it was <laughs> a yes. A. It was. Well, you get a verbal no, tap. But, yeah. I think that and just a training DVD is, is really the the two things that are actually being worked on to be released. Absolutely. I was looking for stuff, and you, you are very good. You put a lot of the stuff on social media. So you put uh, a lot of things and photos and videos. The videos were super helpful because when I agreed to do this for 30 days, I said, okay, let's go. And I thought about it, and I go, after day five, I go, what else can I do? I'm not very <laughs> flexible. I'm not this athlete, so I'm going to need to find things that will work for my game. And I slowly but surely tailored certain things that I saw you put up into helping areas that were a little bit more problematic for me. So that became a, a giant help. Um, but I do notice that, you know, Kevin and I may have a couple ideas for, you know, research and development, uh, R&D, if you would, in the biz, which <laughs> obviously you and I know. Uh, but we have a couple ideas maybe for suggestions on how – you know, we can do some add-ons in there. Kevin said uh, the cup holder, which is very important. I know when I'm mm -hmm. doing my uh, beer and bolos, I actually have a beer in hand for yeah. a beer <laughs> and bolo. 
Yeah. Rap it's, it's so, rel- <laughs> rap does it like the traditional version, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. Um but one thing I was thinking was, you know, you have a really good cloth for the ghee. Um what about some of those ghees? And we won't name names, but those ones that kind of disintegrate a little bit more. How about like the less tough ghees? Because the one thing I did notice is when I don't know if you've ever had this problem. But if I ever rip somebody's gi, I let go of the grip because I feel so bad that I've ripped their gi. Oh, you can't, you can't do that. That's what, that's got to change. I was gonna say, let it go. Yeah, I will. I'm just saying, I I feel bad, and then what are you supposed to do? You've ripped their gi, and then you feel like a so. Raf's suggestion is, could you get weaker gi handles so he can emotionally prepare to rip his training partner's gi? Um, absolutely, sure. Kevin. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Kevin struggles to learn anything, so yes, it's going to take him about two minutes extra to figure Raph, it all out. I would uh, like to, if we're on the topic of what type of fabric, I do have a suggestion. Go ahead. Uh, make okay. it silk, capitalize on the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, make it a couple's jiu-jitsu mm. edition, you know, like obviously adults only, but I'm just throwing out ideas. Wow. Like Before you criticize wherever my jokes are, Kev, make sure you proofread <laughs> the one you're about to you next just uh, as a a wrote that of... margin. i wrote proofread joke before insult raps on it <laughs> it's in the official rules now <laughs> uh i do notice you know there are other things that uh are very interesting as you're using it a lot you find a lot of people want to try and use it though that's the weirdest part is every time i started using it i would be in the middle of reps and somebody would come over and just kind of nudge me and be like oh is that the jits group do you, do you mind if I use it? And I was like, are you fucking... yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. And everybody really, really seemed to like it. So uh, I, I did appreciate that. My question for you, though, Eric, and, and we'll come back to more R&D later. What sure? is going I through... I keep spitting out these gold fastballs I'm throwing down the middle. Did you hear how quickly <laughs> I bypassed any dumb idea you had next waiting in the chamber? Maybe make one that's attached to an iPad. I don't. (laughs) Why, Kevin? No, 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 no. You you brought us here. Why would you want your iPad attached? Uh, Because then it's like you could play Angry Birds, but really do it. Okay. That moment of silence was brought to you by. With Kevin, they're never winners. They're never winners. We've been doing a podcast for two and a half years, and I'm waiting for a winner. Hey, it only takes one. That's right. That's the spirit, Eric. Thank you. (laughs) It's nice to have some positivity on the other side of this mic. Don't don't defend him. (laughs) People don't need to be defended. Uh, What I was going to say, Kevin, maybe to rescue your ideas, if you had an iPad attached to it, maybe you could look up a technique as you're about to use a JIT scripts. But that's too practical. Oh, that's good. Use that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Uh, So, Eric, I did want to ask you this. And you mentioned that I I did get to meet you over at the Gameness booth, which was awesome. We loved them. And uh, I tried it out there. And I had been a big fan of what you were doing for a while. I just never got the chance to use it. So at the Gameness booth at this year's Worlds, I went and I tried it out and I was really like intrigued how it worked. And it was right then and there that you were gracious enough to to let us do this. And I asked if you would be cool with me doing something fun with it. And I sat down for a while and I said, you know, if I use this for 30 days, I don't think it's going to drastically change me. It's not like I'm going to sit there and be like, hey, guys, I'm Keenan now. So right. <laughs> deal with that. But I knew it would be a good start. <laughs> 
So <laughs> deal with what that. was going through your brain when I suggested to you, hey, what do you think I use this for 30 days? Um, I was the first thought was I thought it would be a great idea. Um, I was sure at that point that if you used it every day for 30 days, that you would at least be better than what you were. And I mean, I guess that's really the goal of any training routine is in obviously that no one's going to be keen in just from, from doing, well, actually they can do just about anything they want to. And more than likely they're not going to in 30 days be even remotely close to Keenan, but 30 days it's possible to get better at anything, you know, from where you're at on the starting point. And grips are one of those things that it's especially true of because even in a training session, so little of that total training time, let's say you train an hour a day or, you know, two hours every other day, you're not gripping for two hours. So if you do an exercise that's 100% engaging your grip strength, it doesn't really take that long. Um, you know, and by that I mean it can be done within 30 days to, to see some results. So yeah. I, I, on the positive side, I was I was pumped. I thought that I I was super confident you would get results. But then after it, and this is another thing about getting feedback from people, I was thinking, well, shit, like how do we actually measure what the results are going to be? And that's when I started to I wrote that post about the baseline thing, and that's going to be incorporated into. Uh, the training DVD as well is, you know, how do you start, you know, establish where you're at at the starting point and measure each day. So at the end of whatever your uh, 30 day challenge or whatever it might be, how do you look back and compare to actually see, you know, numbers wise, how much better you've gotten at something. And that justifies well, all about... of the legit videos we saw Raph do. Um, what about the ones where he got choked out and they were getting interrupted and uh, strung around him? Several of his gi friends were taking it, uh, his training partners. Where were you at on those videos as their instructional video? No, I was, I was on the floor laughing at most of them. No, I thought it was the greatest. I thought, it, I, I thought from the beginning his, his whole approach is fun. I mean, that's, I mean anyone who's seen the, the JIT script site knows that we hardly take stuff too seriously. So I thought it was awesome, and uh, but, you know, when you have a good time training with it, it's just you're going to be in your hands more, you're going to use it more, and a lot of times through joke or through play, you end up finding something that, that's actually going to help or work. So I, I loved it. I was engaged, and oh. I've actually been saving all the posts and was going to put up, you know, a combined blog post up. It sort of goes like day oh, one through 30 on everything. Oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna level with anybody here. I was like, "What the shit's happening?" And this is <clears throat> a very true story. I started using it, and uh, you would find weird, random things. So I mentioned the lasso grip was something I kind of found out. Uh, we now we're starting to do a little bit more judo work at one of my gyms, and I was surprised that before I mean my judo is crap. But at least here when they're like grip here and then they notice they're like, oh, that's a better grip than you've had. And I was like, I know. Jits grips. <laughs> Duh. You'll get a better grip. And it became like, Raph, you, there's no TV here. Don't, don't turn to a camera that doesn't exist. I'm like, I can't help <laughs> it. It's just what I do. Uh, so that was fun. But I, the one thing I did notice, and this is actually the weirdest thing of all, for the longest time, and Kev knows this, I could not beer and bolo for the life of me. And – it was just kind of one weird aspect of my game that as I would do any kind of inversion, mostly I think because I have a weird obtuse head, that it would just like <laughs> go south very quick. And uh, I, all of a sudden, 
there was one day where very early into using the JIT scripts and I was kind of doing a, a couple different exercises with it that were doing a little bit more to help with the inversion. I just started finding I, not only could I invert, but I could do a whole bunch of shit that they're like, how do you know how to do that? I go, I know it. I can't do it. But now in <laughs> training the, the actual body to work a little bit more in that way, you know, it's part coaches, part timing, part a lot of things. But I, I couldn't disregard the idea that doing little exercises on the jit scripts made my body more comfortable doing those things. So that was why I was I was so excited uh, to talk with you. But I did want to bring up the baseline test. So you do us a favor and you tell our audience what the fuck a baseline test is. And then I will share my experience doing that. So so establishing your baseline, what, what the baseline is, is more or less your starting point, right? It's where you're at at the beginning, because if you don't know where you start at, obviously at the end of any time period, you're, you may feel that you've gotten stronger or better or more endurance or whatever the, the thing you're trying to quantify is. But unless you know where you started and then can have some way of testing the same thing, you really can't know exactly how much better you got. So I made the baseline test, and it's essentially the, the easiest way to do it is a static hold. So um, the way I would do it is wrap uh, my belt through the jit sleeve pieces and lean back at about a 45-degree angle with my elbow to my side with uh, each of the four main grips, and I would time it and see how long I could hold the grip for and uh, try to get around the 30-second hold. So if you're able to hold it for more than 30 seconds, just increase the incline. But you time how long you can hold each one of these grips and try to put as many controls in place with where your feet are, where your hands are, and things like that so you can replicate it. But then redo the test maybe once a week and see how your progress is going. And so in a perfect world, if you're training every day, if on day one you're able to hold a certain grip for 12 seconds, maybe after seven days you've gone up to 15 or 16 seconds. Then week three – Maybe you're at 22 seconds and, and so forth. So that's essentially what the, the baseline test is in a nutshell. Rap, your experience? Wow. My experience was fuck this because every time I put <laughs> that belt on a pole, I'd start holding it. And I'd like, I go, yeah, I'm for it. I'm going to do this. And I'd have it and I'd be holding it and I could feel my muscles tearing inside of my body and just saying like what the <laughs> hell is wrong with us why are we doing this and it does all of the things that your brain is thinking no i do jujitsu no i do jujitsu <laughs> and i'll tell you the one even worse thing i did above all of those things so we had a weird day where there was i think three people at an open mat and i was letting i was that odd man out so i went to go do my baseline test well the Exercise happened in the middle of rolling, not at the end. So I did the baseline test. I did it for a good amount of time. And then all of a sudden I had to go roll with people and my just my I couldn't do anything anymore. Like yeah. I could try and stop. <laughs> I don't know them if I would frame. recommend that. Well, thank you for telling me that now, Eric. Yeah, it's disclaimer maybe in written on the front would be nice. Think of think of how many people you save that same embarrassment and frustration for. Though. So. Yeah, but you didn't do that. It's your product. It's <laughs> me. I just I was out there just a, a pathetic jiu-jitsu guy. And the, the worst part is I go to frame and I'm I'm holding this frame and I just look at the person who's about to pass me. 
And I just go, my frame is broken. <laughs> and they go, okay. And then they just like, like totally go around it. And then there I am on the ground going, I made a bad choice. My frame. And uh, that was the end of doing that. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's one of those things that I, I learned very quickly, but I did notice some improvements. I was able to get some good times on there. Hearing that 30 seconds is a good amount makes me feel even better because I feel I surpassed that a few times uh, and then some. So, yeah. And, you know, the nice part is, and I don't know if people do this, Kev, do you do this? Do you, do you, first of all, do you plank ever? Yeah, I do plank. Yeah? Yes. Okay. What do you think of when you plank? Uh, how much I hate planking. I feel that's a recipe for disaster. I think everybody goes to a place. Eric, I'm assuming you do all the exercising things because you are of this world. What do you think about when you are planking? Um, I, I just try to go to a happy place normally. I, I try not to think of planking. Oh, yeah. See? That's exactly what I think most people should do. Now, Eric, maybe you're giving too much away. Maybe this is prodding too much. Maybe this is private. But what are you think? Where is your happy place? Oh, I think it varies. I, a lot of times, my happy place is just out of out of body. Could be a past vacation, or it could be. Let's say if I a planking is one thing. I, I don't have a lot of positive experiences that come from a painful plank that I can directly associate. But if if I'm training with a you know maybe the baseline test or some other district thing, I'm able to maybe go back to a, a competition or uh, simulate a match in my head or, you know, things like that where I can put my mind in a, in, in a state where the, the pain is a good thing or I can get why I'm holding it. So the, it's a little more difficult with a plank because I don't have a, a personal connection with planking like I would a, a jujitsu training. Well, that's fine. I feel they're very similar. I didn't know you needed to formulate <laughs> a very personal relationship <laughs> between the two, but that's okay. Uh, I just know that when I go to that place, I'm usually thinking of a song, and uh, if I can go all the way through the lyrics of the song, I usually am doing that. And I think of the most pop songs that you can possibly think of, and that's what goes through my brain, and that's what helps me get there. So the first time I was doing the plank, I had people coming up to me. And they were just trying to carry on a conversation, just like, hey, Raph, what did you think of this? And I'm like, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> I'm singing. Indeed. And the worst busy. part is once they asked me the second question, I was like, Annie, are you okay? They're like, what? I was like, uh, shut up. I'm, I'm just thinking of a song. And they're like, are you thinking of Smooth Criminal? I was like, why not? It's a great song. Just leave me alone. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so close to finishing this. Done. So, uh, yes, that was my that was my uh, my big issue with uh, with uh, baseline test, but it did help, and I could notice there was a nice uh, start to finish difference in what it was I was doing. So we'll be putting up the last couple uh, photos and videos over the next few days, which I am excited for you to see. Uh, there may or may not be a big ending to the way I'm doing it. We'll have to have you guys stay tuned so there's that we'll see <laughs> well, dun, dun, dun. the website <laughs> jitsgrips.com at jitsgrips everywhere on social media eric thank you so much for swinging by the podcast this evening it's been a blast having you on yeah thanks so much for having us guys it was fun and kevin good luck on the, the surgery the knee surgery thank you gonna, gonna load up on my jitsgrips <laughs> stay ready 
Raph, remember, just because the 30-day challenge is over, it doesn't mean the journey is over, brother. Ooh. What the so shit is this? I didn't need... <laughs> no. I'm yeah. putting that thing in a luggage somewhere in my storage as soon as... No, I'm just kidding. Raph, the next uh, I will continue to use it. But I will... This is an intervention. Thank you. I will say, Eric, um, when you get back out here uh, to L.A., and I assume you'll come out at some point, I would love to train with you. But yes, I will come up, and I am challenging you to this now because you have time to think of it. I am challenging you to come up with something cooler than I can come up with to use for your JITS grip. Open-ended question for you. All right. Well, I already have a – I think if I just build in a speaker that plays smooth criminal, I'll be good. (laughs) <laughs> if you do that, I'm going to be so pissed at you. I'm going to be, he's going to be like, let's baseline challenge. I'm going to be like, no, no, Dick, I'm not. I'm so mad at you. Uh, but I, I know you'll be back out here, and our thanks to Gameness for introducing us, and uh, I'm so glad. It has been very beneficial. So to anybody who is looking or on the borderline of maybe I'll get this or maybe I won't, I would highly encourage you guys uh, give it a try out. And if you know people who are using it around you, ask them to use it. I mean, you'll find how cool things you can tailor to your own game if you want to try it out. So uh, my thanks to you, Eric. It has been uh, it has been a really, really good use. So thank you very much, man. All right, man. Thank you. That means a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric. Hi, kid. This is unusual. We don't have... Well, we've never had this happen. Now I really think about it. We've never had someone directly call you out via leaving a message. And not just leaving a message, putting something on SoundCloud to call you out for over under Kevin. Is this true? Well, most people are pansies. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Most people are pansies and have not been calling me out. And I guess the thing is, is that you would have to have a good record for people to want to call you out. But... You don't, so it's oh, just kind of an easy thing. Record. What are you talking about? What, do you know things. what your record is? Have we ever really ascertained this? Because I don't oh, think it's above 25%. A record's just numbers. You know, it's about heart. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about heart. Oh, yeah. Done. Friday Night wow. Lights right. type retort. Wow. You know in the movie Friday Night Lights, they live up to not winning, right? I do know. I, well, yeah, I guess if I had to do it again, I'd pick a different... High school football movie. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, anyway, this week we were we were astounded when we on our Facebook page looked and saw there was a person, a fan, astounded. a listener who put a SoundCloud message directly calling out our very own Kevin Phillips. Uh, Kevin, how did you feel when you saw that? Disheartened, uh, shocked by the crowd uprising. You know, especially I think I I color myself a man of the people. So I just presumed, you know, things were smooth sailing. It was very it was very disorienting to find out they were not. Well, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to bring out the person who called you out. So let's go ahead and call the person who called you out onto the show. And it is Kiyoshi Chelsonen Perkins. Kiyoshi, how are you doing? (laughs) Well, hello, eh? I'm good, eh? How is it? How's it hanging there? It's fine. Stop using accents. Now, <laughs> why? 
do you have Chael Sonnen in your name on your Facebook? Well, we're all really big fans of Chael Sonnen. I know you guys are listening to your Ultimate Fighter 17 recaps in uh, the supposed 60 seconds. And, and I, 60 seconds. He's the man who wouldn't be a fan of him. That's true. But yeah, I know, but I like him, but I've never put his name in my Facebook name. You've never even thought so about what it, is the re- You've never thought about I, it. Yeah, I've thought, like, definitely that. thought about it and then said, like, wow, that takes a particular type of person to do it. Now we're talking to that person. What is the response you get from people who see that as your name? <laughs> it's generally um, confusion followed by disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which... Well, it's a lot like our listeners on the show, <laughs> so that's okay. Hey, so – Kiyoshi, as a listener, you, you've you definitely been a big fan. You're always commenting to us. We love it. We love how much you are excited about things. What prompted you to leave this message, which we're about to listen to on our Facebook page? Well, there's always a part of the fan that he wants to meet his heroes and he wants to be on the show as badly as he can. But, you know, you've got to stand out when you do it. If you're calling out someone... <laughs> Like you've got to you've got to be original. With and then I realized that record. everyone Kevin <laughs> everyone Kevin has faced has been like professional. Oh, they're they're the best of the best. And I clearly am not, but at the same time, is Kevin really the best of the best? <laughs> I don't like this inflammatory <laughs> attitude we're already getting. I don't like it at all, right? I was about to say, I I have already affirmed my belief in putting him on this show because it didn't take much. It was mostly I looked at the message and I said, well, he's on the show. So, all right, that's it. Now, I can't promise you everybody else who does this is going to end up on our show, but you made such a compelling argument. Being the first and making the commitment to do it. Most people would just put up a Facebook post, but you, my friend, left the following message that we're now going to listen to. Now, here's the thing, Kiyoshi. You actually have to be silent. And then Kevin and I will have a Q&A session after we do it. But Kevin and I are going to shit on it. Is that okay with you? Yeah, you, you go for it. Whatever you have to do to make yourself feel better about uh, my call out. See how accommodating? That's the nice. beautiful part so is serious. I don't have to feel better. Like once people hear it, they'll understand where we stand. And I think they'll be okay. Kevin, <laughs> let's roll sound. It's really what I get for taking a vacation. Kevin Phillips. <laughs> So you've successfully defended your championship belt against one Joey House at over under Kevin UFC 189 as the worst fight picker ever. He's got a real well, iron chef vibe. All right, all right, Kev, do your favor. Yeah, he definitely does. Kev, put a stop to it for a second. Stop. Okay, so first things first. He says that you have a championship belt. He's damn right. He got that part right. I thought that part of the message was respectful and very... Uh, Martial arts. Well, first of all, we're like Metamorris. We don't have a championship belt whenever we say those things. <laughs> Second of all, we give out a championship belt to the ultimate loser of everyone. Damn right. Because you lost Joey. So I think that's where we immediately are a little. We're like, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> you know, okay. everybody has like a. Well, I, I thought we were going to be shitty gun. Kiyoshi, why is it somehow turned on? No, me? no, it feels I, we like... are shitting on him, but also you. It's, it's like a twofold one. Feels. So, <laughs> okay, well, it's, it's the same thing. Point. I know it's very it's difficult to ascertain. So, well, look at the caliber of opponents you faced. 
Vegas players who play the odds, professional fighters, professional comedians, professional grapplers. Pfft, tomato cans. <laughs> of course you can beat them. I do. Tomato cans? I do like that. I don't know what that means, but I love it. Oh, an no. It's, it's, a, it's an old fighting expression. It says, oh, you it? know, what are you going to do? Fight that old tomato can over there? So Kiyoshi is apparently getting all of his references from uh, Dick Tracy, if I'm perfect trying to discover them right yeah, i know that's... i could hear him laugh over there so that's why i know these but things are landing let's go to our next part with ease and claim your title what's rightfully yours well if you're daniel cormier right now then all of those guys are your ryan bader your ufc 187 <laughs> post-fight press paychecks Rafis Barza apparently is your Dana White. Oh, right, let's stop this. Let's stop this. Oh, right now, okay? that's my favorite part. I, again, I think it's really it's turned a, a good vibe on the video. So. But the thing is, I think he means it as a compliment because Dana White is the one that makes all the money off of it. Which, if we did make money on this podcast, I would be. So I think that makes sense. And also, let's face it, Kev, in our dynamic. Am I not more the Dana White than you? Oh, for sure. I just thought he was talking about the blunt instrument communication you use. So I'm just, you know. You know what? Fuck you and the horse you fucking run in on. Let's go to the next part of the tape. S Challenger, your number one contender, the only person who will beat you and take that belt away. Well, you've avoided me this far, but no more. Where you at, Omi? <laughs> UFC 190, August 1st, you and me. Verbal Tap Podcast. Don't be late. Best be prepared, Kevin Phillips. I'm not okay. This call out has 10 more seconds left, Raf. Just as a heads that, up, it's well, one of those the best moments. part about it is he didn't pick an ending. It's no, no, it's like, I, it doesn't or feel like I've landed yet. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not gonna make you read, I'm not gonna make you barambolo, wrestle, or anything crazy like that. But <laughs> you are going to surrender that belt to me, like it or not. Little known fact, you can't do any of those three things. Yeah, so. I was going to say, uh, great news. Can't read. Definitely can't Barambolo. Don't even remember what the third the one Barambolo is. is actually the closest <laughs> thing of those three things you can do. All right, Kiyoshi, let's have you come back on right now. <laughs> Holy crap. What have I done? How do you feel? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, oh, oh, no, what have I done now? Now I regret my call out of somebody. Listen, kid. When you call somebody out, you have to own up to it. That's number one, okay? <laughs> That's the heel. The heel mentality. It's true. I mean, what would Chael Sonnen do? Is yeah, really I guess I just meant, what have I here. done with all of my endings? <laughs> 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 Not an ominous, what have I done and gotten myself no, into? Because I'm sure you still feel confident <laughs> enough that you will beat Kevin. So that's good. Um, Kevin, uh, you know, now that we've talked with him, what is your response to all of that? Uh, I was mostly okay with the video and enjoyed the timing. Specifically, the Bader part made me happy enough that, uh, you know, outside of its nuanced misguidance, and, you know, I wouldn't personally, if I if I saw a lion, you know, feasting on on the prey, I wouldn't go over there and be like, can I be next? But that's just me. <laughs> all right. Well, that doesn't really seem to matter all that much it's kind of on the like, your mama scale the pretty pretty low uh so anyway kiyoshi what do you feel you are going to get out of this do you feel you're going to beat kevin because if you beat kevin you will join a long list of people who have but from the voice message it sounded as if you wanted to beat him at not getting them right is that what i'm picking up here 
that's exactly what you're picking up. Yeah. Everyone's been like better, uh. quote unquote, than Kevin because I've gotten eight, uh, nine out of eleven right, and Kevin's gotten what two, three. I think he got four <laughs> once. <laughs> yes, so. but no one, no one has that's faced how that you can caliber tell of the show. I was on a heater that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin, what's a heater? Have you figured it out yet? Three or four. It's like, it's okay. just, you know, it makes me feel good. Yeah. So you, you want like three or four I guess the on, reason the, why on I'm the asking stove? This. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reason why I'm asking you this, Kyoshi, is why? Because why? You, I can't have you on this show unless you are going to take it seriously and try and beat him at the game. Now, you're still referring to beat him, like, get more correct. Yes. <laughs> great caveat. That was a great question. Was, <laughs> well, like, wait, there's hold always on. a chance was, of that. First of all, get your, get your head out of the gutter and let's get back to the idea is before we go any further and I can cue music, are you going to actively try and beat Kevin's amount of picks that he is doing for UFC 190? If we continue the game, I'm going to pick the fighters that I like and that I would like to see win. Perfect. Well, sometimes it's good enough. All right. Science experiment is good enough for me. You I didn't cue music. To, no, I, I crushed Don't. it a little early. I thought you were going to. I thought we were vibing. And you know what? No, just... I said, Kevin, clearly wait for the signal. All right. Hold on. Now we lost the moment, so I gotta earn it back. Okay, I'm sorry, Kyoshi. Yeah. We are ready to play. Yes. Over under, Kevin. Let's do it. Over under, Kevin. 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 No, that was terrible. That sounded like the AI version of it. It sounded like Stanley Kubrick directed that version. Hey, we can only play with the fans. Uh, fans uh, want, you know, we got to keep it fresh occasionally. Just like, well, just put Kevin, it the, the funny part here is, I don't know if you know this, but um, Kyoshi is actually from that great neighbor to us up north, also known as America Canada? Junior. Um, mm-hmm. Nova Scotia? No, it's a... It's a state. What's the? <laughs> He's in that part that that's like great it's country. It's the British part, but it's like the other part. It's like the combination of the two. No, I get what you're saying. Alaska. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I didn't want to put any more pressure on Kiyoshi. I actually wanted to give him some good words of encouragement. So I actually booked another guest to come on the show uh, to give him a pep talk. Do you know? Have any idea who that might be, Kiyoshi? Is it my lord and savior, Georges Saint-Pierre? Oh, it's very good oh. that you can remember. That's right. It's me, GSP. Of course it Here is. To tell you. Shut up, Gavin. Uh, GSP, we said no more. We told you a year ago it was over. I just... Uh. I have retired from many things, but not from saying how bad <laughs> Kevin is. Is that yeah. not true? No, is it yeah. not nice to talk with someone who is also Canadian? <laughs> Kiyoshi. Monsieur George, Monsieur George, uh, merci beaucoup pour les. Uh, uh, that's all of my French, actually. <laughs> Thank you for the words of encouragement. Wow. Wow. 
I think now we have to uh, get you off of the uh, the thing. So, all right. Good luck. That's uh, as good GSP a transition as it happens. GSP. Thanks, GSP. Always What's good. that, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. You are still number five. Thank on you. Your own <laughs> over under, Kevin. Okay, goodbye, GSP. Thanks, oh, over, over. Can't do a Canada show without him. It's in our writer. <laughs> Well, Kevin, uh, now that you have all of Canada against you, yeah, thanks. I think it is time. You just rattled my to confidence. Get started on the game. Hey, guys, uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, this is the way the game's played. We basically pick all of the UFC fights on the UFC 190 card. There are 13 fights, so whew, get ready and get excited for this one, guys. Basically, Buckle it down. is whoever gets the most right, Kiyoshi. Stay with me on this one. <laughs> Stay focused. Right. Hey, I find Win. that phrase offensive because I'm left-handed. Oh. Raph, let's oh, keep it PC. Shut up. Not, oh. Let's keep the left-hand <laughs> militia off of this show. It's all they're doing is ruining the fun for everybody else. It's a sin. It's a sin <laughs> Bible. Uh, yep, yep, it is a sin. Uh, guys, uh, basically the way it works is we'll do that, and if it so comes down to tiebreakers, we will then do it like that. Uh, Kevin, do you understand the rules? Never, but it's never stopped me before. Okay. Kyoshi, do you have any kind of words that you would like to say to your opponent right now? Kevin, you're about to get crushed like a can of crushed tomatoes. <laughs> like a can of crushed tomatoes is so particularly <laughs> interesting. Uh, okay, back. well... <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're going to start our first bout. It is in the middleweight category. It is between Vitor Miranda versus Clint Hester. Kev, you're going to lead us off with 15 seconds on the clock. Go. You know I got to go with my tough 17, Clint Hester, who has the head Busa nickname, which I don't remember if that was it, but I'm choosing boxing over Brazil, baby. What? Uh, did you just add what to the end of your own sentence there? I was just making a statement. I was like, what statement what? Okay. All right. Kyoshi. Well, I've got to go for Lex Luthor because Head Busa would actually be a better nickname for, for Vitor Miranda, but that is a love. It's got to go with Vitor. Okay. You're going Vitor. You, did you say Lex Luthor at some point? That's his nickname. That's his Vitor nickname. Lex Luthor Miranda. <laughs> That's when a terrible nickname. It is, but when your last name is Miranda, you kind of have to come up with something. It'd be great. Do you if think it somebody's was... going to read him his Miranda rights, Kevin? I thought it was going to be. I was going more the Sex of the City reference, which would be like Vitor Sarah Jessica Parker Miranda. We'll let it show in the record that Raph makes the legal jokes and Kevin makes the Sex in the City jokes, and so. it wasn't a good one. So. <laughs> It was not a good one. Uh, let's start off with asking you this, Kyoshi. What did you think? Now that you're in the game, how do you feel? 15 seconds. I feel like I'm going to pick everyone, and Kevin is going to make all the wrong choices because that is his mo. Give <laughs> your response. Well, let's not say things that we can't take back this early in the game, Kiyoshi. You know, we've got plenty of time to let it ruminate. I don't always pick the wrong ones. I don't feel like that's fair as a modus operandi. And uh, quit putting me in corners. Because he is not baby from Dirty Dancing. We're going to go to our next fight right now. It is a lightweight bout between Glacio Franca versus Fernando Bruno. And uh, Kiyoshi, you're going to lead us off with 15 on the clock. Go. 
I will have to pick Bruno just because I think all around he's a specimen. specimen. I had nothing. Sorry, you actually have a couple more seconds on that, but it didn't sound like you had anything more. The buzzer just went off. So, Kevin, you go on this one now. I'm going to try and base mine on more than specimen, if that's okay. Uh, I'm going with the 72-inch reach advantage of Glyco Nago Franca. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Kiyoshi, uh, I'm going to give you like a full 15 seconds this time, I promise. Yes. But now that you've heard <laughs> Kevin's uh, response here, do you feel that he is picking somebody he actually knows? Or do you feel now that he's just randomly picking names? I feel like he's just randomly picking. He's buying into a 72-inch number that no one knows how a reach advantage is measured. So he's thinking a bigger is better. But that's not always the case. You keep telling yourself that, Kiyoshi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kev, what do you think that Kiyoshi is trying to suggest here? I just think, you know, despite the feedback he's probably gotten all his life, it really is. It's definitely not about size and power, guys. That's That has nothing to do with winning fights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiyoshi, because we did that joke at your expense, I'm going to give you 15 to respond. I would just like to say I believe Kevin Phillips competes in a heavier weight class than I do. I compete in middleweight, but I walk around at a solid 165. So bigger is not better. I am better. (laughs) Oh, well, man, you made that real real quick. Um, I would argue you probably are better than Kevin. If you have made the assertion you would do anything wrestling-wise, so... On that level, you've already gotten him beat. Let's go to our next fight. Uh, our next fight is a lightweight. Nope, it's a heavyweight bout. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Stefan Struve versus Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. One of the Nogueiras is definitely going to win, and I believe it's going to be the next one. I'm going with the skyscraper from the Netherlands, Stefan Struve, making a statement against the old guy. Okay. All right, Kyoshi. Your response. I have to concur that Stefan Struve will win, even though Rory McDonald looked like Stefan Struve for a yeah, moment in his do. last fight. I just don't think that O'Garris have anything anymore. All right. Uh, well, you both agree on this one. Let me ask you this, uh, Kev. Are you overlooking Stefan Struve's health? Wait. What do you mean? <laughs> Is there something wrong? No, he's fine. Come on. Over Minichiaro and his aging wonder? No, let's go. Let's stick with I think Strew's going to come back and make a statement. I'm excited about this fight. I'm excited to have him back. The staggering little amount that Kevin ever does research on the fighters is always a true appeal on the game. Uh, Kiyoshi, I'm going to ask you, do you know what I'm referring to? I know what you're referring to, and in this case, this goes back to the bigger is not always better, because having an enlarged heart is not good for your health. But I still think he's going to win. <laughs> I'm very happy you acknowledge the fact that, yes, he does have a health concern, and uh, yeah, I'm still not going to listen to that anyway. All right, so you guys are both very <laughs> high on Stefan Struve winning, even though Kev still now is just barely putting together... He had some health issues. We're going to go to our next fight. It is a bantamweight fight. You could say, Kiyoshi, you're going to lead us off. 
Listen, don't tell me how to run this job. I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I know that Kevin is, yes, dumb, 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 and reference Skyscraper once in an episode. Oh, my God. It's like getting a year-end retrospective on a show already. (laughs) That's what it is. That's why we brought you on. Good job. Yep, Kevin. The song that Kevin barely remembers. We're going to go to our next fight. Kiyoshi, you're leading us off. It's Ayuri Alcantara versus Leandro Issa. Go. This is a tough one, but I have to go with Bro Dino over Marajo. Or I, I, I'm not, not Latino. I don't know how to say that. Bro Dino. <laughs> well... That was a big concern of mine at the very beginning of the show. I was like, man, how Latino is Kiyoshi? Well, I think we've answered that now. <laughs> Kev, you've got 15 on the clock. This is easy for me. I'm just going to go against Kiyoshi. I'm going to let him be his own worst enemy, and I'm going to go for the guy with better patterned shorts, as I always would. Alcantara. Okay. No yeah, other that- reason? No, better pattern shorts is the emphasis of the reason here. Because, you know, guys that know style know how to swing those punches. What? It's, what does that mean? It's like a Conor McGregor thing. It's like a what? style. Sure? Rap style points. No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Kyoshi, now that you've gotten in several picks and you get to see what this is actually like live, what is your impression of now, having listened to all of these episodes, now being in it? I feel like Kevin is going off of like information from '97. It's like this pick <laughs> in particular, better pattern shorts. Kevin, did you miss the, the uh, Reebok deal that went down and the fact that everyone is wearing Reebok gear in the in the cage now? Yeah, but not in the picture, Kiyoshi. Thanks. <laughs> it's just his abs and his shorts, and he chose those shorts. And as we know, abs and shorts are essentially Kevin's M.O. on this show. So it works. Yep. Yep. Well, it doesn't. So I don't really think you can say that. But uh, all right. So both of you have picked on that one. Let's go to our next bout. It is a light heavyweight bout. And uh, let me see. Kevin, are we back to you starting on this one? Yes. All right. It's going to be Rafael Calavante versus Patrick Cummins. So is Cummins coming back? This is the guy that called out um, the other dude, uh, Daniel Cormier. You know what? I'm going with Rafael Cavalcante Fidejo because I just don't like Patrick Cummins. I don't like him. Any other any other reason? Nope. Didn't like his comment. Sure? Plus, you know, he's a wrestler. So what's he know about fighting? But are you sure you want to tempt fate? All right. We're going to go over to Kiyoshi on this one. You know, I thought you would have picked USA. I thought Kevin was all about USA power. I am all about USA being Canada's pants, so I have to go with Patrick. Patrick Pants Cummins. I don't know where Pants. Even your insults are adorable. You guys with your Canadian humor. <laughs> it's just it's adorable. The pants of Canada. That's a thing that no person says ever. Ever in life. Uh, 35 million people disagree with you. 35. Yeah, okay. I know, that's only New York City, but... 
I was about to say, bro, I live in California. We have 35 million illegal immigrants just hanging out <laughs> at a Home Depot near me. So, like, we good. All right. We're going to go to our next one. Uh, Jesus. Oh, well, let's say this. Kev, are you overlooking the fact that there is a fighter who happens to share a name? Maybe with a co-host. I, you have th- on this show. I didn't overlook anything. That's who I took. I took Raphael for that reason. Yeah, Kiyoshi I, no, obviously you isn't factoring that in. That. Well, because I'm <laughs> you not going to give that. it credit. I'm just saying, like, you need to give it credit. That's the I whole point it, of no, doing I this don't. show. That's never been the point. Yes, you just need to pick the guy yes, named Raph. Otherwise, it's, it's never like we've had to have it tattooed for it to count. We do, Ignorance is not bliss, Kevin. Help. You have to tell him. Oh God. Kiyoshi, just for that, you're getting 20 seconds on the next one. So, uh, Kiyoshi, in fact, you're going to go on this next one. It is a heavyweight bout between Antonio Silva versus Sal Palele. Go. Palele has to take the win. Not only because Bigfoot is, he's a little old and he's banana face, but he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have anything. And Australia, part of the Commonwealth, like Canada. <laughs> the amount of Canadian references you're doing is now just going to be lost upon our audience. They'll never come back anymore. So thank you. <laughs> you essentially killed the show or made us the most popular MMA show of Canada. No we'll one's going to know. Yeah, no one will know yet. Verbal Tap, <laughs> also an educational podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely something I try to tell our taxes. All right, Kev, let's go to you. 15 on the clock. Antonio Bigfoot Silva is going to win this fight, but I also have a. I think they should do like a side bet. Loser has to acquiesce to the winner, so winner gets the next spot on Game of Thrones when they need like a huge warrior. Okay. Yeah, you're done. All right. That's not even worth it. We're going to go to our next fight. It is a bantamweight fight, and it is between Delina Lopez and Reginaldo. Vieira, Kev, I believe you're going to lead us up on this one. And it is so hard not to have anyone, but Hugo Vienna, the Wolverine, really looks like the Wolverine. Like he's got like a miniature version. I'm going with that intensity. All right, let's take a moment here, Kev. Hugo. Remember that time that you were doing the game with our good friend Eric Jackman? Yes. And you made a guess that was not being discussed at the time? Yes. You just did that again. Hmm. All right. I'm going to give you some time. We're going to come back to you. Uh, Kiyoshi, do you happen to know the two people who you're picking between? I do know them. And I will have to go with Dileno Lopez and the chest tattoo that he has. (laughs) (laughs) Akiyoshi, <laughs> I have to ask you this. Do I just disqualify Kevin's pick here? No, I think I should get just like a... I'll take I the did not one. ask you, Kevin. 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 He also no, looks like I did not ask you. Kevin, I did not ask you. This is a guest question. I am asking Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi. Rather than give him, rather than give him a straight-out DQ, he, he gets a penalty, and in theory, I would get an advantage if this was a jiu-jitsu tournament. Because he, he had the right weight class. And Vienna does start with V, and Viera does start with V, and I can see the confusion. 
He nailed that. <laughs> just so we're curious. Yeah. So if anyone's curious, he nailed that. But are we overlooking the amount that weed has played into Kevin's lack of judgment here? I think that's his overriding decision on why he's moving to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, look, Kev, for the sake of fun, I will give you your pick. You have 15 seconds. Go. I don't need it. I'll take uh, Vieira. Screw it. That's who I'm picking. Any reason why? Because I messed up, and I just really want to keep the game moving. So I'm choosing Vieira. Wow. I'm doing it. Okay. All right, Kevin, once again, using that gut instinct that has brought him to the winner's table. Enough. Like <laughs> once, twice, four, three times the Kevin? Against, yeah, three times the, he's, oh my God. <laughs> Yoshi's now doing Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> my God. All right. <laughs> Save the, your hello encore for the very end. Um, we're going to go to our next fight. And uh, I think, Yoshi, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is a welterweight bout between Warley Alves and Nordine Talib. Well, I can't pronounce Alves's first name, so I have to go with Nordine Taleb. Also because he's French, and he's the closest relative to my lord and savior, Georges St-Pierre. So, Nordine, it's all you, baby. GSP all the way! Sorry, GSP just walked in and put a buzzer on for some strange reason. All right, Kev, you. And then GSP got really angry when someone was like, Nordine Talib's the closest thing he's got to a brother in the UFC or the closest thing to a relative. Uh, I'm going with Warley Alves because Warley has war in the t- – no brainer. Warley Alves is going to win this fight. I'm going against Kev, the guy with have, better abs. Look out. You have never been to one of my family picnic reunions, oh, so that's... you do not know. Well – I if went. He the, is part of my family. I've never been invited to one of your family. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I only have winners at my table. Ole, uh, ole, ole, ole. GSP. Always. Ole. He just swings and hits. Thanks, GSP. He does. Kevin, <laughs> I have to ask you a quick question here. Yes. Who's okay? Who's your favorite fighter not of all time ever? <laughs> not not in the game. Just personally speaking, who is your favorite fighter? Well, let's go with Carlos Condit. All right, if Carlos Condit had to face off against a fighter named World War II, alternately known as, like, America's <laughs> biggest shining moment, who would you pick? Who would I pick over World War II or Carlos Condit? Yeah, who would you pick between <laughs> the two? Uh, I guess I'm going to pick World War II, I guess, if we're just <laughs> taking the question on its premise. Sending that. To Carlos Condit right this second. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> yeah. he would he would might understand, but it'd be worth it to get beat up by him. Wow. Kev, I love that you in this scenario you're like, if he beats me up, that's good too. Yeah, he it's all win. My win win. I just gotta plan it. Oh my goodness. Alright, well that will do it for that fight. Let's go to our next one. Kev, do you lead us off on this one? Let's yes. say you do. It is a bantamweight fight between Hugo, Vienna, and Guido cannot, as in Kevin cannot remember when we were doing this fight actually on the show. Go for it, Kev. LSD is a hell of a drug, Raph. I'm going to go with Hugo Vienna, and I'm currently in this time setting. I think that's appropriate. Hugo Wolverine Vienna, baby. Vienna. Okay. All right. Kyoshi. 
Don't cry for me, Argentina. Guido, the ninja. Kenneth, or can. As in, he can win this fight and beat Kevin. All right, Kev, don't, you don't even get time to respond. I need a moment here with Kyoshi. I'm sorry. Kyoshi? That was terrible. Why, why, why did you do that? Because I guess I'm just too excited to beat Kevin and the coffee is getting the better of me. My double, double. <laughs> let me, let me ask you something here real quick. Do you think this is a game? I, I do believe it is. It is, in fact, a game called Overender Kevin. Uh, yes. It's a little more Wait, than is this a game. A trick question? Yeah, of course it's a trick question. It's the whole point. Why do you think I'm going to be like, Kyoshi, you're doing a great job. Listen to the tone in my voice. It's great. You're doing great. Why would you sing? Why would you sing on a show, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina? Because no one can harmonize with GSP. So I must sing instead. Oh, no. All right. I may take away five seconds from your next fight. All right, Kev. <sighs> no, no. It is Kyoshi who leads us off on this one. It's a welterweight fight between Damien Mia and Neil Magny. 15 seconds on the clock. Go. Damien Maya. He's the guy. He's the one. It's like, how can you not pick him? I mean, easily. Sometimes he is not one, but let's go to Kevin. Kevin? I'll tell you how, and it's because you did a little thing called Tough 17 Parlay. That's how. Neil Magny, baby, going to give some of those limbs, some bone-to-bone activity to Damian Maya's face. Kev? Bone-to-bone activity was too much? What was how many? No. How many times are we going to go through this Neil Magny thing? He was not on Tough 17 or was? He was no, just near the... he was not. Damn it. It feels like he was. Oh. Well, I can't help like... that, Raph. You, yes, you can by stop no, doing that I'm reference. Right I thought we've covered it at least once that he's not on that one. He was definitely on the Ultimate Fighter. Yes, he was. He was on Team Carwin versus Team Nelson, which was not Team Chael Sonnen or Team John Jones. A.K.A. Team Pablo Escobar, A.K.A. Team Nose Candy. Dude, think AKA. about all the drugs that were being done in those locker rooms, just like back and yeah, forth. No you know what the hell? Those two were both doing drugs at the time. Yeah. That's great. Good for them. The more you know. Change the season seventeen. No wonder they were so great. I wonder if they're going to do that with Faber and McGregor. All right. Cocaine budget. All right, let's go to our next fight. Kev, you've got this one. It is a fight between Claudia Galida and Jessica Aguilar. Go. Yeah, I obviously, like most people, will be ingratiated to these two fighters as they come up. I'm going to go with Claudia Gadella because uh, I'm sticking the Brazil in the 12 and 1 record. I like it. TKO submission, whole package, Raph. All right, Kyoshi. Jessica is literally a dark horse in this. She doesn't have a picture. But I'm a huge World Series of Fighting fan. I've seen her fight, and I think she's going to win this. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to stop at the clock right here. I'm sorry. Are you bringing research into this game? Under no circumstances. I'm bringing fandom into this game. Okay. 
That's fandom. Allowed. That's allowed. Why don't you say fandom for Comic Con? That's what fandom is for. Jesus. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna nerd. Go to it. <laughs> don't you dare call me a nerd on my own podcast. <laughs> I will end this podcast right this second. All right. We will Kev, turn this podcast uh, around. That's right. Uh, you know, it's about this time, Kevin and I like to remind our guests that yes, there is a bet or a wager that is involved. Uh, Kiyoshi, as a fan of the show, I'm sure you could name some of the bets that Kevin has lost. Do you happen to know them? I believe he had to get uh, judo thrown really, really hard in front of a camera. And he, he had to still lose five pounds. It. He did. He has did he lost the five one. pounds either? Yes, he put that one up uh, uh, within the past two months, I think. It's been posted. Okay. That's only two years later. The judo one hasn't. I'm trying to remember. I thought I won the judo toss. Yeah, I thought you did too. Was that against Marcus? Oh, okay. yeah. I was like, I won a judo toss. I'm owed one of those. No, no, no. no. You know what it was? It, it was he was going to give you the free private. Yeah, so yeah, that, oh, yeah. That's yeah. I think that yeah. one. Yeah, that was. Well, I guess Kiyoshi isn't really paying attention as well as he should yeah, be he on our show. show. You know, whatever. Mm. It's, it's, it's one, so hard one, to keep track of all the losses. <laughs> Eddie's back. Good joke. Uh, Kiyoshi, so do you have something in mind? Don't tell me what it is now, but just tell me, do you have something in mind that you would like Kevin to do when he loses? I have something in mind, but unfortunately, I don't think it's really Kevin that has to pay. So I have to think of something else. Damn right. Hmm. Okay. All right. We'll come back to you for that. I'm good to go. (laughs) Oh, that was quack. Uh, let's go to our next one. Kev, are you going to lead us off on this one? Sure. No, it's Kiyoshi. Okay. Uh, light heavyweight bout between Mauricio, Shogun Hua, and Antonio Rodrigo Miguera. 15 to you, my friend. Well, not only do I get both the Noguera brothers mixed up, but I still don't think either of them are going to win. And Mauricio Rua, it puts on the best fights, especially when it fights Hendo. So it's got to be Hua all the way. Okay. Kev, you've got 15 seconds. Go. I'm not 1,000% sure they should let Mauricio Shogun Hua back inside the octagon after his last five performances. Antonio Huguero Noguera, whichever one he is, and they should switch just for funsies, is going to win this fight. All right. Are you excited to see this match at all? Uh, I'm going to ask this to Kiyoshi. I. I'm excited if Shogun will win it, but this could be a very good retirement match for both of them. As in, they both go to the <laughs> hospital and they don't get cleared on their CT scans. Jesus Christ. It got really dark toward the end. Uh, Kev, what do you have for us on that? You know, it's part of the Legend fight series. It should be fun. It should be, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not excited about it. Maurice Shogun has not looked good. He just has not. He does not look like he can still fight. I don't know, but this seems more of speed, don't you think? Yes, I do. I definitely agree with that statement. This seems more his speed. All right. Um, we're going to go to our final bout, as we always know. We're going to get 20 seconds for each of you guys on this one. And uh, let me know how you see it going down because, ooh, it might be might be a close one. All right, let's do it. Uh, Kiyoshi. You will not start this one because Kevin's going to start it. 15, 20 seconds on the clock. Go. 
How do you pick against Ronda Rousey? She's the best woman on the planet. Number one. Number two, I see this fight actually making it to the second round because, you know, as much fun as it's been, Ronda usually does like to vary it up. And, you know, she's finished the last three in less than 15 seconds, so it might be a little bit fun for her to go to the second round. So that's when she'll do it. She'll knock her out. All right, let's go over to Kiyoshi. 20 seconds. Go. How do you pick against Ronda? Well, pretty easily. I pick Bish for the win because <laughs> resting bitch face Rousey just she needs a lot of fists in her face. And I think my girl, the Pitbull, is going to be the one to do it. All right. So we're going to talk about the use of the word bitch face. Um, okay. We have noted it. Is that how you qualify Ronda Rousey's face? That is the nicest way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there's that. Kev, uh, do you see at all, though? I mean, you're obviously taking the Ronda Rousey kind of train on this, and you're yeah. going with statistics, but you don't normally do that because otherwise you would be good at picking these things. So Correct. why are you actually doing the right thing here and betting on statistics? Uh, can't bet against Ronda Rousey anymore. Can't. I've done it. I've lost. It was fun. She hasn't gone. Like, someone has to take her after 30 seconds. Like, she has to make it 30 seconds before I'll pick against her at least. So maybe next time. Okay. Okay. All right. I believe that brings us to a close. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see this. I think Beche has some kind of new and interesting angles for Ronda to do, but I, I don't know if you guys think this, but whenever I see that division, it just looks like, no matter how good you see Misha Tate, Ronda just is in that league of her own, and it is very difficult to come up with somebody who you think can be a good match for her. Am I wrong on this? No, you're right. Like, it just, it is. This is fun. This is a fun, you know, it's taken away the undefeated, but uh, yeah, I agree. Who do you put against her? And on your end, uh, let's just assume, because this is what they were doing all yesterday during UFC on Fox, that uh, Ronda just happens to get past Beche. Uh, are you excited by the prospect of Ronda versus Misha 3, Kyoshi? I'm excited. I'm always excited to see Misha fight. But for a trilogy match, maybe she'll take her to the fourth round this time or the fifth round this time. Or she'll pull off a JDS versus Kane and hit her uh, right behind the ear and knock her down. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to wait to see. I love how specific your your idea was here. All right, guys, let's look at who could potentially be taking the fight of the night and the performances of the night, as we know, which will be tiebreakers if we get down to it. And it, we could. It has happened before. Mm-hmm. All right, Kev, I'm going to ask you for your tiebreakers, please. Performance of the night, Struve. Fight of the night and other performance of the night, Ronda Rousey, with fight of the night going to, where'd they go? Um, Worley Alves versus Nordine Talib. <laughs> Why? Because they they have a secret gunner match. I think I just have a good feeling. I have a gut. I'm listening to my gut. Okay, that was your first. Why is the sky blue? I don't over. know. My gut tells to Kiyoshi. Me. Kiyoshi, what do you got for us? Fight of the night is going to be the women's strawweight, Claudia Gadella, Jessica Aguilar. Performance of the night, uh, Soa Palele. And 
let's go with my honorary French Canadian, Nordine Taleb. <laughs> yeah, because he's the closest. Um, all right. So, Kyoshi, you've listened to the show. You know exactly what we do here. You know the kind of bets that we look at. And you said you had something in mind. What do you have in mind for a wager? What I have in mind is going to be difficult for Kevin, but it could benefit him in the end. Kevin, Uh-oh. I want you to buy a pair of wrestling shoes from anywhere. There's a lot of cheap shoes in the States. And I want you to attend a high school wrestling meet. And I want you to wrestle with them. Well, here's the problem with that. When a grown man shows up and starts putting on wrestling shoes to wrestle with the children, people have words. So we'll start there. I have I to me this is a little bit more personal and obvious. Uh the the challenge was made via SoundCloud. I feel like certain mm-hmm. things need to be made right here. And when I win, I would like the public apology. You want via a the way I was apology? Absolutely. It's about full circle here. Uh, just ask my man Tom to blast. That's who I'm taking the page out here, Raph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you bring in all these big names, but you're also assuming you're going to win. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fun part about it is Kevin is definitely not uh, good at wrestling. So there is that. Am I wrong, Kevin? No, I no, you're not wrong. I'm not good at wrestling. Okay, I don't know. I don't do it. But you do have a lot of wrestlers that you've made angry. Yes. So maybe we are doing something right in going that region, you can. You it's going to be three to that? six months. Like that's. I have knee surgery, guys. I can't do any. There's not going to be any wrestling. I can revise. What's up? I can revise where it has to happen. So you're moving okay. to Colorado. Yes. And, and you can you can get your surgery. You can heal up from that. When you're ready to go, you go to Bang Muay Thai. You find Dwayne Ludwig. You tell him I sent you. And you'll get some wrestling lessons. That I accept. (laughs) I will tell you this. Dwayne actually retweeted one of our tweets yesterday. Um, We put up a meme of Dillashaw getting hoisted on his shoulders before Joe Rogan could remotely get in two words with him during (laughs) the post-fight interview. And uh, the meme said, when your boys are hype as fuck but have no sense of timing. And uh, it was funny. He enjoyed it. So, yeah, I don't know. But I think let's stay on this real quick. Let's say this. Let me put out a a suggestion here humbly. What if Kevin has to cut a PSA talking about all the benefits of wrestling and how wrong he was about it? I like that. But he has to do it in some very shiny wrestling shoes. What's sure. The wrestling shoe purchase. That one I don't. We'll see. Yeah, like Kevin doesn't want to buy wrestling shoes. <laughs> like so. maybe. Well, I I like the idea. We could work on this. Kevin, we you can, can get a maybe. pair of shoes in the states for less than fifty bucks. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. Canada, that's where you lose. No, those them. cost over a hundred. Okay. 
Well, we will finesse that, that part, but we have the video aspect there. What we maybe can do is see if somebody will let Kevin borrow a singlet. So there is that Ooh. possibility as well. <laughs> Okay. As Kevin sounds right. super enthusiastic. I, yeah, I don't know what you guys want me to say. Yes, I'll go get a costume, a singlet, a wrestling outfit, lessons, and then I'll do a two-hour short documentary on how amazing wrestling is. On it. I, I accept. <laughs> if I lose, that seems like the fair thing to do. <laughs> uh, well, it's a PSA, Kev. PSAs are commercials. So We've got a lot seconds. of ways. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. All right. But we'll we'll figure out some wrestling based apparel that, that he has to. I don't know that we need to have him purchase, but we'll we'll get it. You could go to Value Village and find something. Jesus Christ! Do I need if, to say you yes bought the wrestling forty two times before you guys keep convincing me? We all said yes. <laughs> Stop telling me where I can get right. wrestling shoes. I said yes. Uh, all right, all right, that works for us. Uh, Kyoshi, uh, thank you so much for coming on on the uh, podcast. Where can people find you? You can find me uh, on all manners of social media. You've got Twitter, Instagram, at Prototype MMA. That's M-M-E-H. A is in like the Canadian A. And I do a blog at prototypemma.wordpress.com. And they're all linked. So when I post to one, it generally goes to all three. So if you find one, you find them all. There it is. <laughs> because Triangle I'm athletics. lazy. JK's. And we've also got your sponsors, Triangle Athletics, correct? That is correct. I would love to send a huge shout out to them, Triangle Athletics. They're out of New Jersey. They're, uh, uh, sorry, my sponsor there, he's a Henzo Gracie purple belt right now. He's training his way up. He just opened up several SIE locations Ooh. on the shore. <laughs> Our favorite. I was like, yeah, that's a winner. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Kiyoshi, if you are cool with uh, dropping by next week, we'll go over some fights. I am. I'll see you there. Your demise. (laughs) All right, Kiyoshi. Thank you so much for stopping on in. No, he cannot. You know that. (laughs) Jesus, that's just cruel. Ladies and gentlemen, please thank you and a big round of applause to our good friend, Kiyoshi Perskins. Au revoir. Rafa Sparza, what a podcast. And I saw they're looking for new locations for jiu-jitsu in the park. So I'm going to send some their direction. There's, uh, I think, a desert in Australia that probably would work great if they're just like thinking out loud. So I got nothing but ideas and nothing but time. But tonight's podcast, Raf, I guess if I had to give it a safety car rating, I'd give it the four-door Tacoma. Very versatile, very into the mountains, that type of aggression we saw tonight. Are, do, are we sponsored by them? Uh, no, shit. We sh- uh, you know what? Let me use uh, – what's the car company we are sponsored by? Which one were we? Uh, Tom's Ford Fiesta. It's Thank you. It's not a line. The... It's just one Ford Fiesta. <laughs> just a single a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> He was like, I, this is the only car that sponsored you. Uh, that was fun. Over, under. I'm looking forward to uh, another Ronda Rousey fight. I will say that. Absolutely. I'm so excited to see her fight again. And that's going to do it for us tonight. We're headed down the pipe to shout outs. Can you believe it, Raph? I can't believe it. We're here. <laughs> it's like, I can, well, you know, I can. Mostly, yeah. Hey, shout outs. 
got to throw some love to our friends over at BJJ Finder. Training out, Andrew took a little vacation. Yeah, Raph, he let me do a little Good bit of the homes of teaching. It was all about uh, deep half guard series. Always fun. And, yeah, we, I should announce, um, we talked about it a little bit, I am moving to Denver, Colorado now, in addition to needing knee surgery. These are all things that just keep happening every <laughs> new week. There's a new major life announcement. So I'm, uh, we're, we're packing up and headed to the mountains. Well, congratulations. That sounds like a good thing for you. Um, before we, we actually get to the real part of that, I would like to say that somebody on the where should jiu-jitsu in the park happen next actually put Washington, D.C. in there the day you announced you were moving. And I said, wow. That would be funny. Uh, they were that's like, spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But that's going to do it for me on shout-outs. Well, uh, we want to wish Kevin a uh, very, very good uh, tidings, I guess, or whatever yeah, you're supposed to wish. Is that a Christmas thing that yes, you're supposed to wish? Yeah, Good tidings, always the holidays. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But uh, we we're very excited for that. We will obviously be continuing to do this, so we'll get back to you guys if we have to do some stuff to work around that. But uh, we're very excited. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I, I I look forward to doing this podcast where Kevin can now get even more marijuana. To help also without, sponsor this show. <laughs> the unofficial without breaking any state laws. That'll be great. That'll be great. Yes. Yes. Uh, so now he'll have very friendly. I, I venture to say you'll have bar- marijuana out there too. Yeah. I would think. You think so? Yeah. I, mean, oh, I would hope sure. so. Oh. Definitely. Yeah, what if you get out there and it's worse actually? Oh, that would, that would suck. That would be a real killer. Just not, crushing. Obviously not why I'm moving. Obviously not why I'm moving. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kevin's going to continue his career as weeds, uh, basically the series. He's now just living it out. Yeah, he's now a stay-at-home it. mom. Yep. <laughs> Who does just trying that? Trying to make ends meet. Um, all right. Let's do some quick shout-outs. Let's shout-out our good friends at Valley Martial Arts Center. Always great training happening there. I got to train with my good friend Miguel today, who also was training some deep half things. Now, it's very interesting to to go back and uh, be training with somebody who, I don't know, he just picks up something new and you can immediately tell it. And you look at him and you go, what's this? And he goes, I don't know. I was just doing some stuff. And I was like, are you playing deep half on me? Uh, yeah. Is, it, is that okay? Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it all you want. Kev loves it. Why not? Yeah, and so he started laughing. And I was like, no, no, no. You should always continue to do that. So I always like when people uh, start developing new parts of their games. So that will be a lot of fun to uh, get to work with. I also want to shout out Breakdown Academy. Let's uh, look out for big things coming up from our good friend John Evans and the good folks over there. It looks like we may have something to announce very soon that we are doing. We have a couple little small little projects that we're working on and I am beyond excited to tell you guys about those. Next week, of course, Five Grappling is going on down in San Diego. We will have some kind of coverage for that. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing. And then, uh, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of stuff looking out. Obviously, UFC 190 this weekend. But I think that will do it for me on Shoutouts this week. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. 